0: Good morning. I'm Anna Palmer and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, December 2nd, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, House Democrats finally have Trump's tax returns. Now, what will they do with them? Number two, Biden's primary blockbuster. And number three, news on safe banking legislation. All right, let's get into it. Leading Punchbowl News AM this morning. Uh, We have a look at House Democrats finally having former President Donald Trump's tax returns after a years-long political and legal fight that has sharply divided the caucus at times, but they have finally gotten them. And the big question is, what are they going to do? That's the issue befuddling Democrats on the Ways and Means Committee, led by Representative Richie Neal, the Democrat from Massachusetts with just a month left in their majority, Neil is facing pressure from ways and means Democrats to move quickly to analyze Trump's returns and possibly release them to the public before Republicans take over and make the whole question moot. Now, Neil is not revealing a lot at this point. He's provided little detail about how he plans to spend the next 32 days. In fact, the Massachusetts Democrat wouldn't even acknowledge gaining access to six years of Trump's tax returns, citing privacy laws. His non-answer comes despite the Treasury Department saying this week it had turned over the information to the panel after the Supreme Court declined to intervene in the long-running battle with Trump. Of course, the former president has repeatedly argued in court that Democrats were going to leak his tax returns as soon as they obtained them in order to damage him politically. Neal clearly was cognizant of that claim as he responded to press inquiries. He told reporters, quote, it's very sensitive information. We intend to deal with it professionally the way that we have. He had a 15 minute sit down with reporters saying very little, often looking toward a trio of attorneys and his committee staff director in the back of the room for any signal before declining to give out any more insight into the committee's next steps. This is going to be something we are watching very closely. Uh, the question is, what's next? Several Democrats said they expect Neil to call an executive meeting of the panel in the coming weeks. It will occur after his agents have had time to review Trump's taxes. It will also mean that Republicans on the panel can participate, too. Like Trump, Republicans have complained that Democrats didn't have a legitimate legislative purpose for the review and risk further weaponizing the tax code to harm political opponents. Democratic lawmakers and aides told us they were skeptical much would happen beyond an executive session of the panel, giving the looming end for Democrats majority. It will take at least a week or two for agents to review the documents, which are described as, quote unquote, very complex. Christmas and New Year are in a couple of weeks as well. So the calendar is a huge challenge for any Democratic action. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Big news on the 2024 race, Biden's primary blockbuster. It is hard to overstate how significant it is that President Joe Biden is now calling for South Carolina to hold the nation's first presidential primary, followed by New Hampshire and Nevada. The DNC's Rules and Bylaws Committee is meeting today to consider changes to the nominating calendar. Biden sent a letter to the committee, and it is worth a read. We have it in Punchbowl News AM. You can subscribe at punchbowl.news. Biden's announcement acknowledges the growing power of black voters and other people of color inside the Democratic Party. Iowa, an increasingly red state with a population that's overwhelmingly white, gets shunted aside. This was likely to happen following the disastrous 2020 caucus anyway, at least for Democrats. Democrats. New Hampshire no longer looks so special. Senators Jean Sheen and Maggie Hassan have objected, as has GOP Governor Chris Nunu, yet it makes sense for both parties in the long run. The shift will impact not only who wins their party's nomination, but who can even run in the first place and strategies for winning the nomination. Where does a candidate spend time? How much money do they put TV on TV ads, building turnout operations, etc. will shift dramatically. And higher profile candidates get an even bigger early edge and super PACs, meaning mega donors, have that much more sway, if that's even possible. However, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with this committee and the decision. Even if it doesn't happen this cycle, this change will occur at some point. Logic and political necessity seem to dictate, as our very own John Bresnahan reports this morning. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning the cannabis conundrum. We have some news. The Justice Department has broad concerns with the potential implementation of a bill to reform the banking of legal cannabis companies, according to a memo obtained this week by Punchbowl News. Lawmakers in the financial services industry have spent years pushing for the passage of the Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act, or the SAFE Act. Banking Act, a bill that would provide a safe harbor for regulated financial institutions to work with cannabis firms in states where it's legal and Cannabis banking reform is a top priority for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer in the current lame duck session and something we've talked a ton about internally about is this going to be something that could potentially be added on to an omni? Uh, Is this something that uh, senators will try to take up? There's a a lot of pressure from uh, the cannabis industry that they need this to happen. Uh, And certainly there's been a lot of negotiations with Senator Steve Daines, the Republican from Montana also working on this, uh, trying to have a bipartisan legislations. Uh, but, you know, as those negotiations have progressed, and your sta- Senate staff have received this memo from the DOJ that has said some of the original House bill's legislative language could significantly complicate law enforcement investigations and prosecutions we're told the amendment was first requested by Senate Republicans. Uh, really interesting deep dive into this by our very own Brendan Peterson, uh, as well as Jake Sherman and John Bresnahan, looking at you know, what the concerns are by DOJ, as well as what this means uh, potentially for the uh, ability for this legislation to move forward. A spokesperson for Senator Steve Daines, who is leading, of course, that Republican effort, uh, told us, quote, the senator is continuing to work every day to build consensus so we can pass safe banking into law this year. Still unclear if that will happen before the end of the year, but worth uh, a very serious look. A couple of other quick things uh, in this morning's Hacked Punchbowl News AM. Some interesting news here. Representative Jim Banks, the Republican from Indiana, has hired former NRSC Executive Director Ward Baker to run his Senate race, according to multiple sources. Of course, Banks hasn't officially jumped into that race yet to succeed Senator Mike Braun, who's running for governor. But hiring Baker is a sign that Banks is taking it quite seriously. Also, Elise Stefanik saying campaign donations sent through the U.S. Postal Service have gone missing. She has written a letter to the Postmaster Louis DeJoy saying there has been theft of campaign donations sent through the Postal Service. We have the full letter in this morning's newsletter. It is quite interesting to see how that will turn out with that. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, Leave us a rating and review. Talk about The Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News and our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.